better already in here. It feels better. Um, I didn't know till about 8 o'clock about the heat. So then I was like, uh-oh. That's not good. Um, how's everybody doing? All right. Everyone had an okay week? Decent? Fair? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, oh man, it just feels cozy with that crackling fire. It feels like we're in a, um, you know, I like the sound of that. Well, you don't know how significant those words are to this message today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. If we can stand um, <clears throat> in honor of God's word, John chapter 8, verse 12, and... It says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. Brother McAtee, would you ask the Lord's blessing today? Amen. You may be seated. Um, per your, uh, your guys' request, all the other churches, but see, all the other churches have, oh, I guess the glass just broke. <laughs> so don't anyone go near over there. <laughs> it's just... Um, some old, terrible glass anyway. <laughs> What's that? It needs to be replaced for sure. Or not. Or not. Okay, so <clears throat> I wanted to talk to you guys today about, of, about the light of the world. Jesus said, right, he said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I mean, everywhere we look, we have light. And I'm overwhelmed when I think about light. It goes way beyond my comprehension, boggles my mind. My mind is blown. I'm amazed, astonished. One of the things um, that I just wanted to look at some things about light 
Visible light. Here's some colors. Violet, indigo, blue, green, yellow, orange, red. And they all have different wavelengths. We can see these colors. We can look at a rainbow. And the rainbow, the colors in the rainbow always go in the same order. Did you guys notice that? It's always the same order. But most of the light that exists is invisible to our eyes. Most of the light we, we are not able to see. So at one edge of the rainbow, you have <clears throat> red. And the colors beyond that are, are infrared. They, have, they go beyond the red. And it, they're colors we just cannot see. We can't see those wavelengths. And the other side is violet. And uh, there are colors beyond that that we cannot see with the naked eye. Those colors are ultraviolet. We have infrared and ultraviolet. And there's most of the colors we're not able to see. So, because I am dumb and I don't understand everything that there is to know about light, I'm just going to tell you just some of the things about light that I know or that I've come to figure out. Um, I like light. I turn the light on. Yeah. And I turn the light off. And... You know, back in the olden days, they used fire for light, like way before my time. Anyone remember those days? And when we have a power outage, we use, we understand, we light candles and stuff. But um, the Greek word for light is phos. Oh, by the way, I did not tell you that there are other types of invisible light. There are radio waves. There's X-rays, there's gamma rays, all those different types of wavelengths, they're invisible to our naked eye. And so most of the light we are not able to see. So that word that's light, it's false, right? Um, Thayer's definition says this, light, the light emitted by a lamp, a heavenly light such as surrounds angels when they appear on earth. Anything emitting light. A star. And we know there's a lot of those. There's billions of them. Fire because it is light and it sheds light. A lamp or torch. Light, brightness of a lamp. But metaphorically, light, according to Thayer's, it says God is light because light has the extremely delicate, subtle, pure, brilliant quality. But God's light is more than just metaphorical. You know that. When uh, we speak of metaphorically, we're talking about the light of truth and of knowledge together with spiritual purity associated with it. Also, that which is exposed to the view of all, openly, publicly, reason, mind, the power of understanding, especially moral and spiritual truth. That's light by Thayer's definition. So, I need light in order to see things. I personally, I like a lot of windows. I don't know about anybody else. Um... 
Yes, I like light. And, um, you know, you go into some dimly lit rooms and it's, you know, it's sometimes it's so dark you can barely make things out. But I just like things to be bright. In fact, my family knows, my family knows I have a pet peeve. I'm just going to tell you this is not in my notes. I have a pet peeve that if anyone's sitting down to watch anything on the screen, that it's not dark. I just have this feeling that doesn't feel good to me when it's all dark. People sitting in a dark room. So there's always a, they know when I walk in, there's a light on. The hallway light's on. I just, if you know me, that's, Children, you guys know that about me, right? I remember young, when I was younger, you guys talk about these churches that are so dark, that's weird to me. Amen. You know, <laughs> so, you know, I turned the lights off on purpose. So you guys get a little bit of the feel, but you know, we have all the sunlight that's coming in, these wavelengths. Sun, uh, light is wavelengths, a lot of waves, different kinds of waves. And you know, back when I used to teach Bible studies, you remember Search for Truth? There was a page that talked about, it showed the animals that came out at night. Anybody here afraid of the dark? A few people. <laughs> Why are you afraid of the dark? Because a lot of times bad things happen at night, right? Um. There's things that happen, and people can look back in their lives and their experiences, and a lot of bad things happen at night. A lot of bad things happen in the dark. So we were driving home last night, and we were getting ready to pull in, and I see the garage light on. And I said, why is the garage light on? And then it turned off, and nobody was home. But we, we said, Melissa must have just got home from work. So I went in there and I said, Melissa, did you just turn the light off in the garage? She said, no. The light was already on. She looked into the garage. I said, oh, so I went out there and I realized the automatic and she went and locked the door. She went and locked the front door. Now, why did you do that, Melissa? Because she was scared what? Someone came through the front door. So Melissa was doing her little research, opened the garage. She saw that the side door was open, closed that door. She goes and locks the front door. We had, you know, we'd got home right after her. But um, people are afraid of the dark. Um, has anyone been in a place that's dark, absolutely so dark there is no light? Where was that, Brother Buddy? Newtown Road? At night? At night? It's dark. It is. There's no light. But it doesn't mean there's no light. Even when it's dark outside, we sometimes have some light from the stars or a moon light. But have you ever been where it's just really no light? I mean, you can even see your hand in front of you. Have you ever seen that? Um, 
Brother McAtee, went, where did you, you see that? cavern down in Calaveras County, way down where they turn the lights off. It gets dark. Hold on to something, right? We've been in a cavern as well. Um, so these nocturnal animals, they come out at night. They may be hunting, foraging, looking for mates, maybe even, even creeping around your home. Anyone scared? You've heard of the term in the Bible, thief in the night, right? Well, these days now they're just, even the thieves are scared to go at night. <laughs> so they're doing it in broad daylight. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, thieves, they, they like to do their work in the darkness. They don't want to be seen. They don't want to be caught. You know, we got these alarm systems now because we've been ripped off here so many times. Um, a lot of businesses have alarm systems because they want to have some sort of protection against thieves, right? So the word for darkness in John chapter 8, verse 12, it's, it is defined by Thayer's, once again, of night darkness or darkened eyesight or blindness, metaphorically of ignorance, respecting divine things and human duties, and the accompanying ungodliness and immorality together with their consequent misery in hell. So, things, this darkness, what we read here in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. If we are following the Lord Jesus Christ, we are not going to be walking in darkness. So, 2 Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 4, verse 6, it said, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And then 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the other morning, I was driving to work. And somewhere between Davis and Dixon, the fog got so thick that literally, I'm not sure if I could see 10 feet in front of me. I couldn't see anything but fog. I couldn't even see taillights of a car, you know, 30, 40 feet in front of me or cars to the side. I could not see. It was so thick. And I slowed way down, but I was a little worried because what if somebody came up quick on me or I came up quick on somebody? Anyone drove in fog like that? Now, there was light all around me. I just couldn't see it because my vision was obscured. My vision was blocked. Have you ever been in a place you know there's light, but you just can't see it because your vision is blocked? Rosette has to go sing. So she told me she had to leave to go back. Her final concert is tonight. She's got finals this next week. 
So you guys, it was a great concert. You could feel the presence of the Lord there. And one of my favorite songs is when that, when they sang, Mary, Did You Know? And that, uh, there was a guy who was a black man who's um, an older guy. And um, he had been on, as in ministry for many, many years. And um, now he's on dialysis 10 hours a night. Going, he, he decided he wanted to come back and finish his degree. And he sang the verse. And, uh, or, you know, he sang, Mary, did you know? And it just, you know, he really gave it all of his heart. And it was just a powerful song. So you guys missed it. You guys missed a great concert. So uh, <clears throat> I knew that as I was driving through that fog that there was lights. And have you ever been a had a day when you couldn't see the sun because there were so many clouds? But the sun was shining, but you just couldn't see it. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and starting at verse 1, he says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost. You see, there's a lot of people that don't know what the gospel message is. And the enemy is trying to obscure that vision so that they don't see it. It says, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. So their minds have been blinded, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. And then uh, verse 6 says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You know, before the beginning, there wasn't even darkness. Did you know that? It did not exist. The Bible says that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Not a little bit of darkness. No darkness at all. And so, um, in Genesis chapter 1, all of a sudden we see that there was darkness. Where did that darkness come from? That's not what we're really going to talk about. But on the very first day that we see where it says the evening and the morning were the first day. You know, the Jewish day always starts at night. That's why it starts with evening and morning, first day. Evening in the morning, second day. Their day begins at sundown. So, very early in the day, it's dark. 
right? Our day begins at midnight. That's not how the Jewish day starts. If you were to go over there to Israel, they start celebrating the Sabbath, Shabbat, at sundown, what we call Friday night. And so uh, evening and the morning were the first day. But did you notice, anyone notice there was no sun? Did you know that, Kaylee? Kaylee, did you know that? She runs over to mommy. She gets scared. Look at that. I know how to get her to go to her mom. I just say hi to her. She runs to her mom. That's all it takes. Um, and so evening, morning, first day. No sun, no moon, no stars. Which day was the sun, moon, stars created on? Anyone remember which day? Was it day four? I'm almost certain it was day four. Second day, someone look it up, Genesis 1. Then you guys could like make sure that I'm not, <laughs> if you could see out there in the dark, it's so dark out there. Oh, you got light on your phone, Sister Catherine. Um, second day, right? God did work on the second day. It says the evening and the morning were the first or second day. That's how it ends. Each day ends with the evening and the morning were the third day. But before there was sun, before there was, is it the fourth day? Before there was sun, before there was moon, before there were stars. You've, have you guys heard that science is telling us that our sun is burning out? And what's going to happen once the sun is gone? Well, I want to tell you, before there was ever a sun, you know who was the light? God was the light. And did you know that there's a time that's coming in the book of Revelation where it says there's no need for the sun? You know, in that city, Revelation 21, where the Lamb is the light of that city. But see, there is a movement out there. You guys have heard of the occult? And the verb occult means to cut off from view by interposing something. To occult the light is what the enemy would love to do. But I want to remind everyone the light is Jesus Christ. There have been some people who have asked if we are a cult. But I want to tell you, uh, cult has a whole different definition. But we are not a cult because we haven't deviated from the message of who Jesus Christ really is. And see, there's a lot of churches out there and their message is culting, occulting the light of who Jesus Christ really is. See, they've deviated from the message and they've got a whole different Jesus, one that is not the light. I was sitting at work, and we, we on the, uh, we're, we're working on this area in the third floor. And in the third floor, there is no lighting yet. It's a construction site. They are starting to put lights in, but there's no electricity to the lights yet. And so they have these stringers um, on cords with lights, you know. They got these stringers of lights. And I got one stringer. There's one room that I have all my desk and stuff in. We call it my office. 
And there's one stringer light in there. And all of a sudden, this happened Friday, all the lights went off. It went dark on the floor. Somebody unplugged the stringer of lights. So I quickly did this. And I went to the gang bo our gang box and I grabbed a, a light stand that we have and a battery powered light and I started plugging it in. But it got dark in there. And I realized I could not work without the light. And I like light. Oh man, except for when I go to sleep, I want it to be dark. But see, I'm sleeping, right? There's, there's a whole other thing about that. Um, I have some electricians on the job, and um, I tease them all the time. Uh, one of them I said, yeah, my dad was an electrician, but he was also a pastor, so he was an electrician who saw the light. And I'm just wondering if you're going to see the light. I love to do that to the electricians on the job. But John chapter 1, verse 4, when it's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, it says, in him was life. And let me tell you about that life that was in Jesus Christ. It was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light. John was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light. Jesus Christ is the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Everyone, Jesus is the light. John chapter 3, verse 17, it says, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him. Oh, this is right after that, that world famous verse, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Hi, Kaylee. Hi, Kaylee. Oh, look at that. This is not, isn't that amazing? Hi, Kaylee. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now listen to this, verse 19. This is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world and men loved darkness rather than light. And here's why. Because their deeds were evil. Did you guys see that? For that's the condemnation. The condemnation is that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. They don't want people to see their deeds are evil. They don't want to draw closer to Jesus Christ. They don't want to get too close to the light because it exposes some things in them, right? And so they don't love light. They love darkness, 
For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. How many want the light of Jesus Christ to shine in your life? John 9, 5, as Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. John 12, 35 and 36, then Jesus said unto them, yet a little while the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. There's a lot of scriptures that we could read that talk about light. There's one scripture that says, you are the light of the world. The city set on a hill cannot be hid. That passage there that talks about Matthew, I think, salt and light. In Ephesians 5, 8 says, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even, listen, to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. It's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Did you guys see that? I'm not interested in talking about the things that they're doing in secret. When I went to Missouri and um, we were there and we've, for a Bible quiz tournament a number of years ago and we came to this church, visiting a church on a Sunday and the guy came, oh, where are you guys from? I said, um, we're from California. Oh, did you hear about that brother so-and-so? He got caught in sin and, all, and I'm like, wow. This is not the kind of thing I want to be hearing. I don't even want to speak of those things that are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. You know, there is coming a day where there will be no night. It's prophesied about in the book of Revelation. There also comes a time where it says they're cast into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. How many like darkness? Outer darkness. You know, the Egyptian plague darkness where they couldn't see or, you know, feel your, your way around. Um, but there's coming that, that time. It's not that the light, you know, this, this thing astounded me. This statement that I heard uh, is our nighttime sky is absolutely filled with light. Did you guys know that? It is filled with light, but we don't see all the light. Because light travels this way. I mean, it's absolutely filled and we only see it as it shines into our eyes. But, you know, there's that star here and that's, there's that star here. That it might look dark between them, but it's absolutely light because light is shining. We can't see that light. 
We only see as it shines directly into our eyes. And that's amazing to me. And there are people that only see darkness. It's not that the light is not shining, but they only see darkness. Um, this scripture just really got my attention. Matthew 6, 6, it says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. It's when you focus on that light. Did they ever tell you growing up, don't stare at the sun too long? And what do they say if you do that? You'll go blind. And if you stared at this, even just this light, long enough, just a minute or so, and you look back around, everything's going to be a little bit fuzzy. So it says here, right, the light of the body is the eye. Your light of your body is your eye. And if your eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But listen to this. If your eye is evil, right, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light, right, the light of the body is the eye, the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. And so, church, we have a mission. We have a mission. I mean, let me turn the lights on. You know, our mission, um, our mission is to let people see Jesus Christ. If that light is hidden under a bushel, right? We, we don't light that light to hide it under a bushel where people can't see it. And if it's completely dark in a room, even one little candle can help. Did you know that darkness cannot overcome that light? It just can't, it can't defeat it. And the enemy can't defeat the light, but he's trying to block or obscure the vision so people cannot see that light. And we need people to see the light of the world, which is Jesus Christ. So I would like to, my daughters to come up again. Rosette's not here. Rochelle and Regina. And we're going to sing that song again. It has been, look at my watch. My watch is dead, so that means <laughs> it went dark. But I want to sing that song again. Because look at this scripture in Hebrews chapter 6. Let's look. Start, uh, just start at verse 1. We're we'll just scroll through till I find the right verse. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Right there. Go back to verse 4. It is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were partakers of the Holy Ghost, verse 5, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the word to come, verse 6, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. 
Um, well, I'm not saying, there's some other scriptures that I don't, I'm not going to go through right now that talk, it's kind of late. My watch is saying it's no time at all. But I can see up there it says 1210. Is that close to right? Yep. Okay. All right. But um, this doesn't mean that if someone has backslid, they, that they can't be saved. We're not going to talk about that right now. But I just want, if you, I want everyone to know, if you have experienced this enlightenment, this illumination of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you to not uh, turn back. And that's why I want to sing this song. This song has just really been on my heart. I was sitting there Friday night at the keyboard, and I don't even know. I didn't even know the whole song. And I was just, all of a sudden, that song came to me. I told Brother Fernando, I said, do you know the song? He said, not really. He said, I've heard it. I asked my daughters, my wife. I asked, asked around. People didn't really know what it was. I heard it a while back, listening to a message by Brother Joel Urshan, and their praise and worship team came, and they sang it. And that's all I remembered, and I was trying to figure it out. But I want to sing this song. I want to sing this song. We need the light. We need to see as much of the light of the Lord Jesus Christ that we can see. And um, we need to dispel the darkness every area of my life. I want to be illuminated. I want to be enlightened by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Your presence came and changed me. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence. 
presence came and changed me. Presence came and changed me. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be. For your presence came and changed me. I won't go back, I can't go back to the way it used to be. Before your presence came and changed me. Jesus, we worship you, we worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. You know what?
I want as much light as I can get. I've been in some dark places, some smoke-filled rooms. Anyone else been there? Some dark places, smoke-filled room, and it just didn't feel right. I remember as a teenager, they had this Christian rock band playing at the fairgrounds in Placerville. And I said, Let, yeah, I was a teenager. Let's go see it. And I walked in, and it was dark, and it was smoky, and these guys were like, and it just felt evil to me. And I said, I got to go. This does not feel like God. You see, because God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. I don't know about anybody else, a lot of things have been done in the dark that aren't good things. And to be honest with you, there's a, there's a few times, places I've been where it was dark and it was a little scary. If you've ever been here at the Grange by yourself when it's dark at night, it can be a little scary. But you see, we worship him. He is the light of the world. Amen. Amen. Let's give some praise to Jesus Christ, our light and our Savior. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, God. We thank you for the light. We thank you for the illumination of truth. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I realize that we don't have any secret doctrines. Did you know that? There are churches out there that they have secret doctrines and they have secret rooms, but we don't have any of that. It all comes straight from God's word. And I've debated with some of these people and they said, oh, we, we don't believe like the apostles preached. And that was for them back then. I said, well, which gospel are you preaching now? Because that's the only light that I have. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Sharon, I'm just going to ask you if you would pray in closing today.